Welcome to Franklin Minute, the podcast analyzing how much Franklin features in the 1985 film Return to Oz. I'm Tierney Steele, and I'm joking. This is Return to Oz Minute. Welcome back. <laughs> With me today, as always, is my co-host. Mike Carlucci. And... In this minute, minute eight, we start with Toto howling at Dorothy's back as she rides away in the carriage, and it ends with her and Auntie M arriving at a big fancy house. Aunt M. Aunt M. Sorry, I'm never going to be able to do that. But in the middle, we get to go on a journey through Kansas. Apparently. This is very far for her. Um, before we start on our journey, I just want to give one last moment of love and appreciation to Toto. That howl of injustice is a total you tell him. And now the sad part's so, over and I can move on. <laughs> it's a Toto you tell him. Oh boy. All right. Yeah, we're, we're going with bad jokes today, apparently. Well, it's not my fault. I knew you would have a lot to say about this minute, so I wanted to make sure that I got that in. But yes, we see Aunt M and Dorothy traveling through the empty countryside, and we get to meet people other than this family. I guess we're supposed to see that the entire area was destroyed by the tornado. There are still people camping on the roadside, which would make me think that Emma and Henry are actually doing pretty good at least no we get to see them with a chuck wagon like you see in cowboys and oh, indians Oh, okay a different i was gonna i thought you were talking about their carriage and i was just very confused for a second it's like that's an oregon trail word what are you doing <laughs> yeah it's an oregon trail wagon I, I think our listeners probably are also of the same generation if they grew up loving Return to Oz. Po probably also played Oregon Trail in school, so we're still right in the right area. But we're, we're not in the Oregon Trail. We are going through Kansas, and we are entering, and then quickly leaving, the small town that I guess is the nearest settlement to their farm. Since in this movie, there's nothing around the house, unlike in the other movie. But that's all right. My first thought when I saw the sign saying Franklin, that that was the name of this town, was how did Mike Photoshop that in? Well, <laughs> I'd like to just point out that Franklin, Massachusetts has the first library in the United States. Free public library. <laughs> Boston doesn't count. Philadelphia doesn't count. The one in Virginia, the other ones. <laughs> anyway, Franklin, uh, Franklin, Kansas. It does give us a, an actual location, so we know one actual geographic part of the state. Uh, it's actually in the southern southern region. It's uh, just above Pittsburgh. Another town you may recognize um uh, it's so actually almost right on the now. border <laughs> it's almost on the border between kansas and missouri really? so there's there's a yeah so in, in this apparently dorothy is very close i mean i've never been past franklin before obviously it depends on where uh where she lives uh franklin is uh, it, actually 
to this day an unincorporated community and census-designated place in Crawford County, Kansas. As of the 2010 census, it had a popula- population of 375. Ooh, that's not a lot of people. It's not. I mean, I realize I'm saying this sitting in Boston, but Franklin, Massachusetts isn't a huge bustling metropolis. But it's more than 375 people, I have a feeling. It's like 30,000-something, yes. isn't it? About, about 30,000. It's also my hometown. That's why we're talking about a town in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, we probably should have prefaced that. Um, it was the first town in this great nation named after Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers. And it started because the people in the town... After they bailed on Rentham and decided, <laughs> we want to be our own town. We're better than you people. Making a lot of enemies today. I mean, <laughs> friends today. No. Uh, sort of. So the people of Franklin, they were clever folk. And they didn't write Ben and say, we would like to honor you. They sort of extorted him and said, if you would provide us with a bell, we will name our town after you. Bells being very important back in the day for towns. Uh, Ben Franklin instead sent a collection of books that formed the first library. And in typical Ben Franklin uh, parlance, responded with something like, since being preferable to sound, here are some books. No bell. I want that to be like in Latin over the entrance to the library. Better than sound or preferable to sound. <laughs> Here are some books. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he was a character. He certainly was. That should be, actually it should be on the library cards. Books, preferable to sound. <laughs> oh, yes. Man. In 1899, I'm sure the population was far greater than, uh, according to the script, Franklin, Kansas, had a population of 17. Ooh, yeah. That's about how many people live in my building. <laughs> uh, yes. Than- Here it says that Franklin is a four-building town. Uh, the street is empty, but for a man. He slips off his horse and ties him to a post. There's a carved pumpkin in the store window. A store window, but I do see buildings. We have the livery and stable. We have a, another building flying an American flag over the top, and then we have the building to the left as they enter town, which is a very impressive building. This brick one with the three arches. I don't know what it's supposed to be though, because I can't make out the sign. And also because I'm way too distracted by that American flag on the side of the building. This is a very patriotic minute, guys. There are at least two prominently featured American flags in it. And the one on the side of the building is pinned up to show that photo of the guy underneath. Or It's not a photo, but you know what I mean. Can you make this out on a bigger screen? Who is that? What? Why? Why is the flag pinned up? What is going on here? Who is that? Ah! <laughs> I want to know... <laughs> I've just assumed it's uh, the mayor of Franklin. Progress is his middle name. <laughs> Good one. 
guess, because it's not anyone I can make out as recognizing, I don't know if we're supposed to assume it's the president. Are, are you allowed to pin flags up like that to show off? And also the entire rest of the wall is blank. Just move the flag over two feet. Or move the poster. I... They didn't need to put the poster right where the no, flag was No, I hanging. wonder if that's in the building. You know how the picture of What's-His-Face is on Boston City Hall? And it's, like, in the stone? Yeah. I think it's one of those. I don't think it's actually a poster. I think it's part of the building design. Which, I mean, to be fair, also makes zero sense. Because this is just a blank wall. No windows, no nothing. Just this portrait and the flag that would be covering the portrait, except it has been specifically pinned up so that you can see it. Yeah, so what was so wonderful about that, that they felt they needed it in the movie? Exactly. Well, actually, I have a question, and I know this is going to bug you because clearly they go through Franklin and point it out so that you as a child could be excited that in your favorite movie they went through Franklin. But this is completely unnecessary. Dorothy, as they're leaving town, which takes about two seconds, because as we just mentioned, there's only four buildings to ride past, and there's two on each side. It's not even, like, four in a row. Um, she says she's never been past Franklin before. Why does that matter? Why is this part of this movie? It makes no sense. And this minute makes me really wish we had some ridiculous, exhaustive, behind-the-scenes making-of featurette. Although then you guys probably wouldn't need this podcast. But I just... And as a kid, I almost guarantee you, I thought the doctor was in Franklin. I did not put it together that they go past Franklin to another town that is bigger and fancier and has this old Victorian house in it. It's interesting that you bring that up. So as we've mentioned before, this is the seventh version of the script, not the final version, uh, since there are are some differences. And I kind of wonder if maybe there was more footage on the cutting room floor, uh, or they had already filmed this in advance before they finalized the script. because the script calls for passing through passing through Franklin and going into the next town, Cottonwood Falls, population 12,617. So, you know, we know that they end up in a grander town with buildings of scale. Uh, oh, and they're, they're, we're supposed to see the pumpkin. That's the only so there was, thing, and it's not even in this that I can tell. Yeah, so they're... There was a purpose to have this scene, uh, but in the in the final uh, cut of the film, the way, the way it's done, it's unnecessary. Except it adds another minute to the running yeah, time. Yeah, because if they had, if if Toto had given the howl of injustice, totally uncalled for, leaving him behind, and then you cut to them arriving at the doctor's house. That would have made sense. Or, I mean, I guess you would show a little bit of them going through the fields. But this this whole little aside, I'm kind of convinced that you just 
somehow willed it into being. Like, Walter Murch just sat up in bed one night and said, we've got to include Franklin. And the editor was like, we don't need this anymore, remember? The pumpkin comes later and, and there's no point to this all. And he goes, I've just got this feeling, man. Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, as a as a kid, just hearing a reference to your town, I mean, you know it's not your town because it's in Kansas. But it's like, oh, there, there we go. They're going through Franklin. And it's a nothing town. I always assumed it must be something in in Kansas like there must be a reason maybe I don't know maybe it maybe it has a tie to tie to someone uh, who worked on the film or there's another Oz connection that we have not we're not aware of but it's it's on the it's so close to the border it's, it's right off route 69 if you know Kansas it's right at 69 and 47. Uh, I don't know, Kansas, <laughs> but I'm looking at Google Maps it right now. It sounds very impressive, so, whatever you're saying. <laughs> it's so close to the border. Like I, I always just pictured it being, like, their farm being somewhere... In the middle. ...out in Kansas. Right? Yeah, especially in Return to Oz, where there's no city and they're just in the wilderness. We are really and, showing our East Coast bias in this minute, for the record. Uh, people of Kansas and Rentham, please don't band together and come at us, because... I'm aware that there's way more to Kansas than a farm with a Scotty dog that's not a Scotty dog and then the movie Twister. But growing up in suburban Connecticut, that's pretty much all I knew about Kansas. (laughs) And I imagine you didn't know that much more. No. I mean, it's it's well south of Kansas City. It's north of of Joplin, uh, Missouri. Okay, I've you know, heard it's, that. It's yeah, and it it's it's just not it's just not near anything. Like if um, uh, it's like if you were going to uh, set your story someplace, like there had to be a reason. As I'm looking at this, though. Uh, and live live podcasting uh, a Google Map. Uh, if you go, if you keep going north on sixty nine, uh, and go over the border the same distance into Missouri that you would uh, to get to Jasper or or Joplin, Jasper Jasper's another another city in Missouri. Uh, on Route forty nine in inter, or I guess it's Interstate forty nine in Missouri. That's the blue and red shield, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's an interstate, and uh, the white is route. Uh, on Route forty nine is uh, is Rich Hill. <laughs> oh, hi, Rich Hill. If you could start pitching better that would really help my fantasy baseball team please and thank you (laughs) well now we're gonna find out how much overlap there is between return to oz minute and effectively wild podcasts because so that that'll go in the show notes i'm very pleased i wonder if we have franklin and the specific location to introduce a new possible conspiracy 
Dorothy Skywalker. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. Is it possible that Dorothy of the Wizard of Oz isn't from Kansas, but is from Missouri? And how much of the economy did I just crash? Okay, hang on. So, 18... 1899. I've never been past Kansas before. Been past Franklin before. Yes, past Franklin before. Uh, yeah, they're not from far from the. Okay, so they're they're definitely given the the rate of the journey, and Pittsburgh is just south of Franklin, uh, and it on Google Maps is a sizably developed area. Okay. So I'm gonna guess they're. They couldn't have been from Pittsburgh because we saw the farm. There was nothing mm -hmm. there. Uh, but if what we were looking at, that path, is what turned into Route 160. Works for me. It, is, it easily could could have, uh, you know, or, or somewhere in the area. Uh, yeah, they easily could have gone from, uh, from somewhere in western Missouri and gone past Franklin. Their farm might be in Missouri. Oh, but she says she's Dorothy Gale from Kansas. Oh, right. Right. And she's going to say that a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I like where you're going. <laughs> I like the idea that this whole time she's actually, Whoever you know, wrote the script. she's a child. Wait a second. She's actually been from Missouri the whole time, but... <laughs> You're right. She's Dorothy Gale of Kansas. All right, fine. Let's move on to the other conspiracy of this minute. I mentioned there are multiple American flags in this minute. This movie came out in 1985. It was filmed in 84, I'm assuming. It was the 80s. There was a little thing called the Cold War going on. This is a very patriotic minute. And that ain't the right flag for 1899. It's the right flag for the mid-80s. I counted. <laughs> Too many stars. Uh, for those flag historians... In 1899, there were only 45 states, so we are a few stars short of the current 50. And for you future people, Puerto Rico just voted to become a state. So if you're listening to this in the long distant future, we still had 50 states in 2017. Maybe we have 51 now. Woo. Uh, but the 45 star flag is very distinct. It has... Uh, it, it, well, it's it's missing stars in the three corners that are not the top left. The other three corners starless, and that's where they that that's why they could have still the same basic design of the stars. The rows looked pretty similar, but uh, in order to come up with the other stars, the the uh, in order to balance balance things out and not have one really short row, they just clipped a couple from the corners. So one one corner has it, the other three do not. Did clearly here nothing. Yeah. I um I this was just gonna be a little mini conspiracy about, you know, 
Cold War propaganda to the children. But I'm now way more creeped out thinking that in 1899, there were 45 states, but there was room for more stars. Like they knew that they would need room for more stars. I'm also now thinking about where the 51st star is going to go if that happens. Oh, this is weird. No wonder people get really into studying flags. Flag minute. <laughs> I am just, I, I'm lost in like graphic design possibilities now. Sorry. But this, this is a modern for filming, not a modern for the time it's set in flag, which is a pretty small detail. And again, it's not like it was a totally different American flag design. It's like you said, it, it's the rows of stars. So it's not as egregious as it could be. But it also makes me a little sad because come on, like Disney doesn't have access to earlier flags or couldn't whip one up in two seconds. But I want to reread some more about the filming of this movie because I find it absolutely fascinating. And I also love how I can find very little definitive information on the filming of this movie. It's mostly anecdotes in amongst other things. Like I was reading a biography of George Lucas and they talk about him visiting the set and helping out a little bit. And then there's all these crazy theories that like he actually directed some of it, but I can't find anything that confirms that. And it's just, I would really love some behind the scenes info on what this was like. Because it is kind of infamous for being one of those films, you know, mid eighties Disney, ah, things weren't going so great. And it sounds like it got into major financial trouble. I don't know where in the process that happened. Like, I don't see anything that says it was running over on filming and that's what did it. Or, you know, the budget for special effects was wrong and that's what did it. It just always dumps you right into the middle of the story of it. there were massive money problems. They weren't sure the film was actually going to be completed. Lucas visited someone else. Oh, man, now I wish I had the book in front of me. I'm so sorry to our listeners. I promise I will do more research the next time before I start down this tangent. But this was Walter Wirtz's first directed film. He mostly did, was it sound editing or just editing in general? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I thought he was just an editor. Okay, editor. okay. He might have just been an editor. Um, just an editor, but you know what I mean. And I don't think he did anything else after this. Definitely not a major feature. Um, my husband, Chris, keeps trying to convince us that we should contact him and have him come on the podcast because apparently he's been very candid speaking about it, but it, it wasn't sure if it was going to happen. His friends that were already heavy hitter directors, Hollywood bigwigs, stepped in and said, nope, this has to be finished. This has to be released. And it did. And now we're here in 2017 talking about it. But I just, there's little things like this where I'm like, why? And it's such a distinctive thing, the way the flag is pinned up around that portrait. 
this feels like there should be a story behind it. There should be a reason. It should be in that script that you're reading. And it's not. And that just blows my mind. Yeah, it's so deliberate. Uh, oh, Walter Murch uh, was a film editor and a sound designer. All right. So he did do so both. that's where that came from in my brain. <laughs> you weren't wrong. He was a respect, the most respected film editor and sound designer in modern cinema. I mean, he's fantastic. And for the record, I think this movie is... Well, I was about to say great, but obviously, because I asked to do this podcast with you. Um, it, it It's not that it suffers from how it's filmed. It's very weird trying to explain why this movie didn't do well. Because it looks great. It sounds great. The story's dark, but if you're accepting of that... Some of the effects haven't aged well, but some of them have. Was it just too weird for everyone but us? I I think it probably comes back... Uh, probably come, I, think, I think it probably comes back to being a, a semi-sequel of The Wizard of Oz. And the tone and style is just so different. Uh, I mean, The Wizard of Oz had already been out for 50 years. It was already, you know, it was already Show. classic cinema. Like, it's, ha having a follow-up to that was going to be difficult. And they went all in and said, this is the sequel. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, um, if, if someone made a sequel to Gone with the Wind or... Which could get very um, dark, and it wouldn't even be a stretch, but anyway, I'm going to put away my political outrage. Continue. <laughs> or, or Citizen Kane. If, if someone said, Kane 2, you know, this is Electric the continuing Boogaloo. story. Yes. Another 80s film. Breaking Minute. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's got to be that. And I know we've joked before that we should go do Wizard of Oz prequel style. But right now, I feel like we've talked so much about it that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. But I'm sure once we get to Oz and meet our new friends, I feel like I'll have less comparing to do and more this movie to talk about, which will be exciting. So at the end of the minute, they're pulling up to a house because... You know, 1899, this is a small doctor, experimental doctor, technically. And I'm just wondering, um, Mike, how are the pediatricians in Franklin? <laughs> is, is this a typical experience who we're about to meet? Because I'm, I'm trying to get our listeners psyched for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, my pediatrician was in a sort of a strip mall. Not really. I mean... I don't know. It was a it was a building on a highway. It was set back. Uh, this is, of course, past Franklin. And once you go right past Franklin, of course, all the doctors are in large Victorian oh, houses. Oh, oh, okay. See, this is uh, this is why, as a kid, it messed me up that I didn't put it together that they had gone past Franklin. That's my mistake. No, I I loved I my hometown Norwalk had an old like Norwalk Medical Building. Obviously, now, 
we have the huge Norwalk hospital. Um, but across the river is Norwalk medical building. And that's where the pediatrician and my orthodontist was. And my dentist for a little while, but it's great. Cause it's an old building. So it still has that like fifties feel and it still had ashtrays next to the elevators obviously not in use in the 90s when I was going, but I always loved that. And then, of course, you could, like, play with the side of the thing. It was very confusing growing up not Catholic when I started going to Catholic churches that those weren't ashtrays by the door. But, yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing. But we, you know, Norwalk, there's a Norwalk, California, but no Norwalks in this movie. So I will stop talking. But I just, I loved that old building. And I always thought of it as a creepy old building, but it's got nothing on this one. This is some turret action going on here. (laughs) It looks a little bit like another famous Connecticut house where Samuel Clemens used to live. We looped it all back in the end. Good job. (laughs) No, that's, I keep calling it an old Victorian house and I should stop doing that because it's not old in the movie. Now that I'm thinking about our timeline. It was in fact state of the art. Well, we'll get more state of the art action tomorrow. Do you have anything else for this minute? Uh, well, we've, found out that the flags were wrong yep unless the town of franklin which has four buildings and two flags also knew that five more states were going to come in the next 50-ish years i mean we just predicted puerto rico becoming a state so maybe i don't know what to tell you i still think it's more that it was the mid 80s and you had to show your love of america but i watch a lot of the americans so that's my own bias (laughs) Yeah, no, there's nothing else in the in the script of, of relevance. Uh, I thought you were going to say there's nothing else in Franklin. <laughs> Which oh, Franklin is... is lots more. This Franklin, that's literally true. <laughs> any, any other reminiscences of your Franklin you would like to give before we wrap up? <laughs> I'd like to speak for all Franklins and say that they're great places. And there's more than 17 people in them. Yeah. All right. Yeah this this script was from uh, July July second, nineteen eighty four. So it was well into the eighties. Yeah. It predates me, but not by that much. Oh, actually, here we go. It's described as a fine mansion. It is a beautiful white house with four great chimneys, a pretty green roof, a cupola. And a porch all across the front. In other words, it is absolutely nothing like the shooting house. (laughs) Well, sir, I'm not going to look at it. That's fine. We're going to see inside the house tomorrow. And I think that's way more exciting. And by exciting, I mean terrifying. Because my talking about creepy old medical buildings that I went to as a kid is a little bit of foreshadowing. Because we are about to start. Tierney is upset about doctors not listening or respecting children minute. <laughs> but that's, that's all right. That's all right. 
Um, I'm actually looking at our minutes because we started on a Wednesday. I believe this will be airing on a Friday. Do you want to check my math on that? June 30th? Yeah, that seems correct. Oh, man. So, really cliffhanger then. Wait till next week. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, next week will be all me being freaked out by quacks and but beautiful interiors uh yeah i'm trying to think what else is coming up um oh that's right the entire rest of the movie and we're gonna start moving this plot along so you're gonna come back next week right mike all right excellent i'll be here too our listeners should come back if you can't wait until monday you could re-listen to this episode, I guess, if that's, like, your thing. But you can also come visit us in our Listener Society on Facebook. We have a Facebook page if you search for Return to Us Minute. We also have the Listener Society, which is the Flying Sofa. And that's where you can share your thoughts on the movie, thoughts on the podcast, questions. Or if you know who that guy in the portrait is, please let me know. Because it's driving me insane. Where else can they find us? We are on Twitter, at OzMinute. Return to OzMinute.com, or, for the brave, WeOgTogPog.com. <laughs> Takes you there, too. Excellent. And speaking of that melodious phrase, Weog... Tog. Peog. <laughs> Happy Friday. Piog. <laughs>